Thanks uh, for the invitation, Jean-Paul. I'm Henk Schepers. I'm running for uh, Werken aan Water, which is the uh, only remaining uh, local uh, party. Uh, our other uh, colleagues have, uh, let's say, uh, national uh, attachments, most of them even to the uh, national uh, political parties. Um, we want to refrain from uh, political ideology focus on the uh, the tasks at hand and do that uh, in a strictly local fashion because yeah our region is uh, incomparable to the other regions and why should you then try and have a national uh, policy for that design lifestyle technology and innovation more on podcasts for brainport as the name already indicates, brain port. And what, what actually struck me, uh, Jean-Paul, was that the connections with uh, the Water Authority and the Technical University, for instance, are uh, almost non-existent. Uh, and and um, if you drive to the high-tech campus, you always pass that sign that says the smartest square kilometer in the Netherlands. Um, and of course, given my my specific background, uh, my, my personal ambition is to, to more tap into all that brain power that exists in the area, uh, be it commercial, be it uh, on a more voluntary basis, uh, because and that's what I uh, typically appreciate in the expat community. They not only bring their own know-how, but they also bring in lots of uh, wisdom from their home regions. And let's face it, huh, historically, our problem has always been to get rid of the water. The, the rain that falls today should be in the in the North Sea by tomorrow. But yeah, the past decades that has of course changed and, and yeah, we don't have a lot of know-how there. That, that is really uh, bizarre. But how to make uh, the soil, uh, let's say, retain water more is, is a, a challenge. And I know that there are areas in the world where that is uh, yeah, more common. Uh, so let's, let's use all that know-how. And that's a very interesting opening statement by Henk Schepers. He is running in the election for the Water Authorities 2023 on March the 15th. We have him on air on Radio for Brainport talking about the elections. And indeed, traditionally, water is not a main theme in the Brainport region. So is it natural to call for let's say, more knowledge from Eindhoven University of Technology, from companies like ASML, like Philips, NXP. I do not immediately see that connection to water, but probably you see it. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's really a broad uh, a challenge that we have here. Huh? That already starts with the sustainability question. So can we uh, get as much of the resources back from sewage? Uh, one of the main uh, tasks of the Water Authority is the, the cleaning of the uh, sewage water. Uh, the, uh, that, that's one of the main things that we do. But, but yeah, what to do with that waste? And can't we, let's say, reuse, regain uh, resources from it? Uh, so, for instance, one of the initiatives that my party was, was really keen on 
is the, uh, the reuse of the sewage uh, deposits, if you like, uh, to, to the best of the abilities, because otherwise it's just burned and, and then it's, it's thrown away. And also there is quite a lot of energy still in, in sewage, so let's also reuse that. And that is change. Yeah, that is a change for which not a lot of uh, know-how exists. Uh, and and uh, if you take it broader than just what to do with water, then then there is a lot of uh, know-how to tap into. And it's a very interesting example because intuitively, naively, I would think the water authority is about dikes and dams in the river in the Dommel, but it is also on getting chemicals out of sewage water. And increasingly, at least that is what I'm hearing, it is uh, not so much the chemical pollution, but it is biological, it's medical, it's uh, medication that ends up in our sewage water and in the end ends up in our drinking water. I can imagine that that is something where departments at Eindhoven University of Technology could do something in, in, in Absolutely, people. yeah, and and of course, chemical uh, and and medicine residue uh, that that goes hand in hand. Uh, we have, for instance, taken the initiative to talk to the hospitals to at least clean their uh, sewage before it hits the the general sewage system, uh, because that is one hotspot of of medical uh, residue. Uh, but don't forget also the other chemical industry that this region is world famous for, and that is the production of uh, designer drugs, as it's called so uh, uh, politely. Famous which gives for. A tremendous uh, direct, uh, think about all the, uh, the dumps that have happened with the, uh, the, uh, the uh, materials. But also indirectly, eh, because after consumption, that also ends up in the in the sewage uh, system. And indeed, that's and very just to correct you, uh, Jean-Paul, uh, dikes. We are the only uh, area that does not have dikes. That is uh, good news for the listeners, because that means that we are also one of the cheapest uh, water regions. Uh, and and uh, yeah, we have a, as it's called in Dutch, a watergraaf and not a dijkgraaf because, uh, because we don't have dikes. So that is a concern that we uh, don't have. <laughs> but of course, uh, that, that uh, we are not alone. Uh, that uh, one of the things that we also promote is the connection and doing it together with the other water authorities. But, but that is just maybe nice to know for the listeners. Yeah. So you, but indeed, you touch upon the element of the flow of water, whether that is with dikes or in other ways retaining the the water. You also mentioned the effect of uh, what you said. The region is famous for. You could also say the fem- the region is notorious for criminal activities and uh, intermediate products being dumped in nature, being dumped in in the water. That must be very costly to clean up. So the the effect of just having a kind of party drug may sound fun during a festival, but in fact the costs are to society are tremendous. They are huge. And and what is so uh, sad about that is that it's all money that you cannot spend on other things. Uh, and, and of course, in, especially in these times, one of the challenges is to keep it also uh, let's say budget-wise reasonable, eh, so that the tariffs do not have to increase so much. And if you then have to uh, pay 
for basically the economic activities of criminals, uh, then that is really sad that, that you have to, uh, to use the, the budgets for that. And it, it is really a lot uh, because if only the barrels are not leaking, it's already quite costly. But if they leak, then you also have to uh, clean the, the soil again. And, and yeah, then you also destroy uh, uh, nature. Uh. I understand that a lot of these costs end up with the, the water boards or the budgets that uh, Rijkswaterstaat or the water boards can use for this. Although I can imagine that enforcement is a role of The Hague or the politics in the province, but not so much the water authority. Uh. No, but but again, eh, we try to influence the stakeholders. And and um, yeah, there, there have we another point of irony, because why is this region so popular with criminals? That is because it's it's dense and, and there is not a lot of police presence. Uh, you uh, you can drive into the woods with your uh, truck full of uh, waste and, and hardly anybody notices it, let alone that they uh, try to stop it. And indeed then cleaning the water, keeping the water clean, avoiding all this is a, an important task, particularly in the province of uh, Brabant. Partly then a task of national government, provincial government, but in the end a problem for the, the water authority. You also mentioned that there are many other tasks, that is uh, containing the water, not with uh, dikes to avoid flooding. Although in the province of Limburg, we have certainly seen that also the parts of Holland that are above the sea level uh, may be threatened by that. That's not immediately something that we see in this region. But during periods of draws, we, we want to retain water. Is that something that the Water Authority is prepared for at this moment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that is one of the bigger changes that we had. Uh, that is uh, that you want to keep the water as much as possible. Um, and, and yeah, historically, it all has been about getting rid of it as soon as possible, and that now needs to change. But that also needs means that you need to rethink about your infrastructure uh, and, and maybe uh, put up uh, more dams to, uh, to keep the water, um, but also try and keep it as much as possible where uh, the rain falls, for instance. Yeah, and so that is inside the cities. Inside the cities, yeah. As well. Yeah, so decoupling the, uh, the, the raining pipes uh, from the sewage system is, is one important uh, initiative that we support. Yeah, so even providing subsidies so that people will uh, decouple it, but also uh, stimulating that parking lots uh, areas with lots of, uh, of of tiling. If you uh, once in a while remove a tile, then you already improve the retention by the area. And that may also be an interesting aspect for internationals. You said they come from many different countries. They come also from countries which quite often are dry. Nonetheless, what I see quite often is that a large part of the population is just uh, making their garden onderhoudsvrij, as they say in Dutch, eh, to avoid that they need to do anything in there, which is yeah. sometimes the same as pouring concrete. Literally, yeah. 
but with expats, I, I typically see that they do uh, care more for green. So um, I, I think the statement you just made would more apply to the traditional population. Um, uh, for instance, at the high tech campus, there is even a, a vegetable garden for expats uh, on their requests because they do like to and maybe appreciate more than we do to have some green plants in their uh, neighborhood. And not just because it's healthier, but also because it's fun. And that is indeed something that people can do personally. On the 15th of March, they can go vote. And uh, I can imagine that there is also a bit of tension or there are many dilemmas, particularly on the water levels. I've heard a lot about the water level as it has an influence on agriculture, as opposed to influence that it has on nature. There are a number of uh, balances to be made. And, and those should not be taken too lightly. Uh, I think one of the problems that we have sometimes in this uh, almost political climate, uh, because let's face it, most of the major political parties also try to get uh, a foothold. Um, and that is that you have a lot of black and white thinking. Now, water levels are indeed very crucial even uh, because what we have not touched on is that, uh, and, and one of my personal uh, challenges is to change that thinking. Um, it is too much thought of a, like, like a battery. Uh, so if there is a period of drought, then yeah, you know, at some point it will rain again and then the battery recharges. And that's a uh, almost diabolically wrong uh, uh, analogy, because in the meantime, the soil is, is settling. Uh, it, it is really, it is uh, caving in, um, which means that on the one hand, we have a rising sea level, and on the other hand, we have a, a lowering uh, soil level. And, and that is why it's so important to uh, avoid that the uh, water levels uh, change too much. That is, you're saying it is more than just keeping the water somewhere. You have to basically keep it in the soil, in the upper parts of the soil, rather than having a big reservoir. Exactly. And that's why infiltration is so important. And that's why we say, you know, you should not collect water at a central place and keep it there. No, it should... Ideally, wherever a drop of rain falls, there it should infiltrate the soil. And that is why uh, a city like Eindhoven, eh, if you look at it from uh, above, and especially with a, uh, let's say, a thermal camera in the midst of the summer, it's, it's only concrete. It's, it's really only concrete. And, and even the newer areas, it's... it's uh, asphalt, it's it's tiles, it's concrete, and that really needs to change. You're saying you're making that also a kind of personal ambition. Uh, so, in your opinion, that is not recognized enough by the political parties, maybe by the Waterstaat? Absolutely not, no. And especially that's why I use it so explicitly, huh? this, this analogy of a battery. Hey, uh, and, and, you know, from a, a bird's eye view, it is, I understand that. Because if you look at a total year, then the amount of water that falls in this area uh, is roughly the same as, as 10, 20 years ago. 
The only change is that the water comes in uh, a shorter period and in between the uh, droughts are long. And, and that is why uh, uh, that is why it's such a concern, uh, because the water that falls in November does not help the plants that need water in May. But also, and, and that's why I keep coming back to that, the, the soil is so delicate uh, that, that uh, if you have soil that has sunk in, pouring water on it will not uh, revert that. It's, it's an irreversible process. What is interesting here is that initially I thought that one of the questions that I would ask you is why is the Water Authority a political organization? Why are we voting for it as opposed to it is a professional organization where experts need to handle this? Now I hear you almost say that the water management should be even a bigger part of the municipality or a larger part of what the Dutch government is doing. So politics should be more involved in changing plans on how we organize our cities, how we organize our, our uh, province. Does that mean that you're doing a lot of lobbying as well in, in other governmental bodies? We are uh, in discussion with uh, the province. Uh, that is a, a major stakeholder. You already mentioned The Hague. So I think also what is happening on a national level does influence what is happening in our region. And let's not forget Brussels, uh, where also the European Union uh, is, is setting more and more uh, stakes, ambitions, uh, but also for the funding. Yeah, uh, I mean, at some point, where does the responsibility of a water authority uh, stop and where do others begin? And how can we also keep that separation clean money-wise? And, and in that sense, uh, the, the statement that the water authorities only rely on the money they get via the tariffs is a dangerous one, given the challenges that we have. Uh, we might not be able to do the right things, um, while in the, uh, in the end, it would be more beneficial also to reach our national uh, objectives. We have now been discussing about a lot of concerns, how things can be done better. Do you also see changes that have happened in the past for good or for better? Do you see that indeed there is an influence of better retaining the water or of using the resources, the companies, the knowledge in the Brainport region better in the past years? The knowledge that is still a lot to be improved, but it is starting. Huh? Also, the uh, the seeds at the university looking at sustainability uh, have grown. Uh, so that's a good thing. Uh, we are redeveloping, for instance, the course of the uh, rivers that we have, such that there are more bends huh? in, in the sense that uh, the, the flow is then slowed down and, and the, the water gets more opportunity to uh, to infiltrate. Uh, so those are definitely good things. We have been reserving more area for, uh, let's say, uh, floods, uh, because let's face it, that is still a concern. And for instance, the region around Den Bosch, uh, ironically, is, is one of the lower ones in this area. So that's why, for instance, in 2016, there was a major flood uh, when when it uh, was raining so uh, so hard. 
So that is still a, a challenge, uh, one of the, the prime uh, objectives. But indeed, um, yeah, let's then also in those situations try to avoid that people uh, people's houses flood while at the same time making sure we buffer the bottle for uh, periods where it's uh, it's drier. You mentioned them, Bos. I think you refer to het Bosbroek, which is a large area in front of the city. And even historically, that has been, a, uh, I think, an area that has been flooded intentionally during periods of wars many centuries ago. You could also have referred to the, the river, the Meuse, where we have seen uh, that, that these rivers contain a lot of water during certain periods suddenly. Do we also have these things in Eindhoven, in the region closer to us? Do we need more space there? Definitely, yeah, because most of the, the rivers in our area are rain rivers. And if it keeps raining like it did at that time, but also more uh, recent in the uh, German Limburg uh, area, yeah, the, the flooding there was caused by uh, heavy rains for many, many days. Uh, yes, definitely. That is also for the Dommel a challenge. Yeah? That is the, one of the larger ones that we have. But also uh, the mass, uh, because uh, the mass is our uh, friend, but also sometimes our foe. Because if the water in the mass rises, then sometimes one of the uh, uh, measures is to let it then flow back into the tunnel instead of the other way around. On the other hand, in terms of in times of drought. Uh, we sometimes are allowed to tap water from the mass, which is at that time usually also already pretty low, to keep sure to make sure that our uh, rivers do not dry up altogether. Uh, also, there it's it's a, a constant dialogue with Rijkswaterstaat, with the province and and other stakeholders in the area. Is it fair to say that you need more space? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Bossebroek that has now been organized such that it can uh, flood uh, when needed without uh, causing all kinds of, of financial uh, distress with, with farmers. Uh, so the farmers that were active there, they have been uh, offered other land elsewhere so that these are now really uh, good uh, escapes for, uh, let's say, heavy uh, volumes of water without ruining any crops or so. Yeah, thanks for explaining also in quite detail about the management of the water, the water levels. We started this interview talking about the quality of water. Maybe we dive into that again a bit more. Uh, things like, is the Dommel safe to swim? Is there any risk to the tap water in the Netherlands? Maybe tap water is not your direct responsibility, but uh, the, the companies that provide the water need to get it from somewhere. And that somewhere is your responsibility there. Oh, how is that uh, situation? Over time, it will definitely affect the tap water huh? because uh, Brabant water is pumping that up from about 400 meters. And, and that is not our immediate responsibility. But over the course of, let's say, 10 years, the water that we have at the surface will end up at those depths. And, and uh, of course, the soil itself is a very good uh, filter, huh? but also that is, is limited. And the more polluted water we put onto the surface, the more pollution will end up at the end. 
And so that is not something that you easily discard. Um, and in that sense, I think the water is still safe to swim. I think the, uh, the algae are more of a direct problem to the swimming quality than uh, the water itself. Uh, um, of course, you should not drink it uh, because that, that, but that should be obvious. Uh, but, but in that sense, recreation in the water in this area is still a very good possibility. Uh, we even, uh, 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 let's say, stimulate that by having a good uh, recreational uh, areas. Uh, but algae and and yeah, that is also uh, with with uh, in the end comes with uh, let's say a reduction, uh, an insufficiency of oxygen, and and yeah, so also making sure that there is enough oxygen in the water is is a concern. So it's not just just uh, chemically; uh, there are many factors that influence that. Sounds all like something that needs a very professional organization. How is that organized in the water authority? Do you think that people run in the elections who are basically coming with a political motive, with a maybe single issue that they want to resolve? Or do you need people with a long education in this management? Yeah, I think in the end it's all about a mix. And I think one of the uh, things that we promote is that you uh, listen to the people in the area because um, this is not something that you invent behind the desk, behind a, a screen. You really should go out and, and talk to the people, uh, engage with them, solicit their advice, their tips, uh, because many, many people have uh, a, a warm, uh, let's say, relation with their environment. Uh, and, and that is one uh, source of professionalism. Um, some parties are, in our opinion, uh, single uh, single issue, single issue, and that's they hammer on uh, just the tariffs, uh, and and um, yeah, that is of course sometimes difficult, especially if those parties get a lot uh, a large presence in the in the in the board. Um, in the end. The waterschap does employ a lot of professionals, which is very good. Uh, we need professionals in the end to uh, to also execute, uh, to do the measurements. Um, but uh, yeah, again, if you listen to the people uh, about their ideas, um, and sometimes that means that you uh, have a, a different trade-off in where you spend the money, uh, because there you also need to see what are the short-term and the longer-term effects of an investment? And, and that is what I personally, in the commission that I uh, uh, sit in, uh, do. You mentioned the cost, the cost of making an infrastructure that is not working against the battery principle, but keeps the soil sufficiently hydrated, if I may use that uh, word. The cleaning of the water, that could be costly. Nonetheless, in this region, uh, we pay about the lowest prices, uh, the lowest taxes in, in, in the Netherlands. Are these taxes adequate for the, for the ambitions? Or maybe that is um, a way of asking, do you want to raise taxes? Not for the sake of, of raising, 
Uh, that's 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 definitely I in the beginning already explained why we are so cheap and that is because we don't have the cost of maintaining dikes, which is quite costly. Um, so um, yeah, raising tariffs is, is not per se an ambition. One of the uh, concerns that we have is that we should avoid that the water authority itself is is growing. And there is a tendency, and that is a constant battle, because uh, yeah, hiring new people to make all these projects possible, at one hand you can understand that, on the other hand, um, yeah, that is cost, that is uh, recurring year on year. Um, so that is where we are sometimes uh, concerned. Uh, and I think we still maintain the uh, tariff uh, within the uh, bandwidth that we all agreed. Uh, so within uh, reason, um, historically that has been in relation to inflation. But of course, with the current inflation rates, we should be very careful to uh, simply follow that. So be very uh, concerned and, and uh, cautious with your, uh, let's say, fixed cost. Uh, so before you add FTEs to the staff, um, are we really needing that longer term or is that something that we can maybe solve by moving uh, projects in different all? Thanks, Kepas. You're running in the elections for the water authorities. Um, thanks for giving us that overview. I noticed two main ideas, two main things that you have been pitching. One is use the knowledge of BrainPod better because there are challenges that could be solved by the knowledge in this region. And you made a, an important point that the battery model may not be adequate. If you just follow that model of storing the water somewhere in a reservoir, that may not give the uh, intended uh, quality no, it, of, it, of, of the soil. Is that a good summary of, of, of the main points? Absolutely. And if I may reiterate on the latter one, huh, that is even a very scary one because it gives you a bit of a reassurance that is not there. So it, it blocks the urgency that we really need in this region. Thanks, Kepers. Thank you very much. My pleasure.